0: Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. We're broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. I'm Miss Shannon, and I'm here with my good friend, co host and executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest, Jayton Satia. Jayton, I'm so excited to talk to you. Okay, look.
1: Because it's so snowy outside, <laughs> and it's just, we don't have no, like, we literally are getting, like, notices from the city to be like, put your garbage cans. In, and accept all these spaces. and like, well, what's left? You right. can't put it on the street. You yeah, can't put it on the snowbanks are so bag. high. You can't, like, I don't know what to do. We can't, mm. anyways. <laughs> what, why, what are you excited about? Here's
0: why. Okay, so we're <laughs> going to talk about a couple of things today here on BR Geek. And so we appreciate everybody being part of the show. So, Jayden, we haven't had a chance for you and I to really have a friend of friend heart-to-heart conversation about what went down at the Oscars. So I want to cover that. We also had some good news on some things that might be coming to some of our favorite streaming platforms. And so that, in um, addition to the fact that our winter has been so incredibly brutal here in the Twin Cities, I thought this would be a good time for us to do a show on what should I do be streaming? What should I be streaming? So Darn. I will give you some suggestions. You okay. can give me some suggestions. Cool. And you had brought up a good, uh, a little friend, uh frenemy type um, uh, challenge uh-huh. that you and I could do. And uh-huh. I thought this was a great idea. So we're going to cover that in okay. the second segment. Cool. And I think that that'll be fun. But first, let's do this in the first segment. Let's go ahead and talk about, of course, what happened at what was it, the 91st, 9,001st, 91-hour-long <laughs> like <laughs> Oscars It was award. shorter. It was shorter. The ratings were up. Yes. I And so I do want to talk about post. a couple of <laughs> things, right? I want to talk about, one, why do we think the ratings were up? Do we think that the ratings were up because it backed itself into what it was trying to do by adding in that um, uh, that ill-fated best uh I um, no, most popular picture remember so when they were when they had added in that category that was going to be most popular film blah 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 part of what they seemed to be trying to do was to try and make sure that people were seeing films re- on the Oscars yes that related to what laymen we might call Just them and movie, regular people movie would people see, go see. Right. right so and then people said no don't do that yeah. but even though they they didn't have that actually category, a lot of popular films they were
1: up, were there, for up now. there. Yeah, they were right. up there for now. Obviously, Black Panther being the the number the one, most, yes. the most like uh, eye popping right. quote-unquote, popular film, right? Um, and it did take home few um yes. Uh, Oscars. Yes, which congratulations. Very well. Cool. The one thing was production design and costume um i believe um.
0: and i do think that also what was interesting about it like um oscars did do a better job of squashing some of its recurring problems so i don't feel as though we did have as much of a hashtag oscars so white a hashtag only you know whatever it it was a good diverse it was the most diverse in quite some time obviously yes yes yes. Yes, um. um
1: Yeah, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody Yes, is another one of those films that um, obviously very well acted based on a true story. And that's what this is kind of the Oscar formula per se, is you go off of either based on true stories or true stories or characters that are based on real life. Um, That's your old formula. But if you put it into more of a pop culture uh, phenomena like like Queen. Yes. Right. Like if you put it into that mix, I think it's appropriate for them to. Have that particular film be nominated for best film, and Robin Malik, of course, won best actor, uh, which which wasn't a surprise to anybody. I think right. he was a front runner.
0: I'm glad that he didn't really hurt himself when he was so excited and fell down the oh stairs. Oh my god! Afterwards. Did you see that? I did. I was like, ooh. I went back and watched it like four times. <laughs> you know, and I and I'll be honest too, as you, as your friend, I I watch it too yeah. because I do. And this, uh, we should knock on all the wood. I do yes. enjoy it when someone falls and you know they're okay. Well, like you don't, I don't want, I don't enjoy people being hurt. For something that turns into a natural pratfall, yes. there is a joy in watching no, people. Y- fall. There
1: isn't, Just like, <laughs> was Jennifer uh, Lawrence tripping up when she accepted the Best Actress nomin- uh, award a few years ago. Um, there you know, is it's something just like, about it, but that's just it. being human, right? Mm-hmm. That that you brings you bring these Hollywood elites per se, or these, you know, why are we watching somebody else's profession? give them awards right that's always the key thing to me i used to be in corporate america i'm like yeah we have our accounting awards and whatever <laughs> awards. nobody's <laughs> chiming in seeing that stuff no but we put these uh individuals on a higher pedestal but to see them being human like yep they make mistakes yep they have uh you know wardrobe malfunctions right <laughs> um it, it humanizes them and actually connects them with the stories that they're trying
0: and to and it to tell. was uh th- you know the they did uh, actually, follow through on what they said, which was to make it a shorter presentation. So it was which a little I more streamlined. Enjoyed. I did as well. Um, I will be honest with you; I still don't think they should show all of those behind-the-scenes thing. As we learned from the, was it the cost? No, who was it? They got up there, not the costume designers, but they had the the worst. D- you know, and I'm now I'm gonna misquote it, but those people that got up there, they had the award and just rambled
2: oh good they were worse and that was
0: like and and
1: yeah and when they
0: did it and i was like this is why we don't let non-talkers talk (laughs) because
1: yeah that was the most awkward speech it should have been
0: in the commercial break and then i wouldn't have had to watch it and now we go but
1: you get you get to talk about it afterwards Mm -hmm. and how bad it was Mm -hmm. and sometimes those are the things that people talk about more is like what was the worst part of the thing (laughs) Um, I still
0: like uh, the idea that we came up on our last show where I thought that they should just stay in their seat and we hand them the mic. I, I told my friend that he thought that they was should, so mean.
1: And I want to, let's go. <laughs> I had <have> another idea. <laughs> okay, what, what do you think? Same thing. So people stand up and uh, recognize and there's somebody handing them the microphone right. just to say something. Um, but in, while they're saying whatever their speech is, there's a drone that flies the Oscar from the stage <laughs> to the <laughs> them and it just and it just like drops like it and by the time it hits their hand is when they're supposed to stop speaking. Oh, I
0: like that. So you got So you either catch your Oscar or keep talking. Or keep talking. <laughs> It's going to break? Or are you going to catch it? I like that. And it'll make it a nice little adventure. It makes it a sport
1: out of it. We can mm-hmm. all bet on it on yes. the side. It's like
0: when you watch um, somebody at drawing, you know, at doing one of those claw games. Yes, and you're like, will totally they win something? <laughs> 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 well done, Jake. We need to send them an email on yes, that. When you take a vacation, you, just, you just clarify a few more things. Yeah, because then you can have a new hashtag. Oscar's I, so fun. I, Oscar's
1: so fun. I watched the Oscars uh, in Mexico. Uh-huh. I was on vacation.
0: I'm surprised that you really did because you said you were going to watch it oh just in warmer climes i was just i was, was expecting to not i was really in
1: cancun it. so it was an eastern time time uh zone and by that time we've kind of spent all day outside we we're all pooped i have a five-year-old yes. so by the time early dinner six thirty, we were the early birds having early dinners <laughs> um and in our room by you know eight o'clock and then just kind of relaxing not necessarily going to sleep um but that's when the oscars were on but here's i don't know how to take this so we were watching the Oscars live on Azteca television, okay. which is a Spanish television. And so they had their red carpet in Spanish, um, and then they had uh, the Oscars... Um, uh, all the performances in the Oscars were live, and so they were in English. Everything else was dubbed over, so as the... Presenter announced the winner. You could hear the English yes. coming through, like a live, right? Right, but then somebody else would just come to go.
0: Nice, okay. It would just be
1: right over. So yes. it was. It was sometimes hard to. I missed all the speeches because <laughs> I don't know how to speak Spanish. <laughs> I knew who the winners were, yes, and I was excited about some of them, and I was disappointed with the others, and just your normal By up and By not
0: hearing the actual speeches, did you feel as though you missed something? I did. Okay, all I right. I did because. Okay. Uh,
1: the 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 speech that i went back and i heard um was spike lee's yes right cuz that's yes. completely missed it like i i couldn't understand cuz i've i don't speak spanish right so Correct. I, I just yes, couldn't fair understand enough. it even mm-hmm. if you did understand that language that you're listening into you you miss something in context right if it's not in the same original language that that is being delivered to you so i went back and i watched that particular speech i went back and i watched um Olivia Coleman's yes uh, speech again. Um, I was glad that I didn't wa- listen to the one that droned on and on and oh on. Yeah. you know I was no like, oh, okay, yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a, it was an interesting you know, yes, of course I watched the Oscars.
0: Yeah, well that's your job. It's you know my me? job. And I watched it and you know, and I will tell you that then I had to I watched I got halfway through it and my son who turned eleven yesterday. He wanted nothing oh, to do with very it. Very cool. Thank you. He was bored and made us turn us off so we could watch Sherlock Holmes. Um, he was like, <laughs> and right. I was like, okay, That's not a you bad choice. I tried. I'm like, mom wanted to watch this, but I couldn't fault him. He was tired of watching it. And I wasn't, makes sense. and I was at that point not so invested in it that I was willing to go and go in the other room and watch it by myself without him. So I decided I'd watch it.
1: I later. know there were some films that you were uh, hoping they would win certain things. There were certain films that you really didn't feel comfortable. They should be even up there or you didn't like them. And that's fine. That's you know, just the way it works.
0: And once I got to this particular... I, I got at peace with most of my emotional feelings about these things. And I had really... I was one of those people that by the time the actual night of the award show came on... I was cool with just about anything. I did have people that I would prefer to win, but I had, got at that point, gotten on board with the bandwagon of Any movie for Best Picture except Green Book. Sure. I was on that bandwagon. And I saw Green Book. I appreciate the fact that you brought it to the Twin Cities Film Fest. And I think, again, we just want to remind everybody, what a great job you guys do of selecting your films because you really do pick these amazing, buzzworthy films. Right. And we had this discussion about Green Book at the time and where I found it to be an entertaining film, but I had... Problems with some of it that had nothing to do with the acting. Yep. It didn't have to do with the casting. Yep. I found part of the subject, the way that they handled the subject, to Disney Phi racism. And yep. I find it, I found the movie to be very dissatisfying to me personally.
1: I agree. Yeah. Um, to a lot of what you just said. Um, for us, and if people don't realize, because uh, we've gotten some Facebook messages on like, hey, I love the film festival, but let's talk about why this film was selected. I'm like, well, here's the deal. There's a plenty of. Uh, there's not just like, hey, it's got Marshall Alinas, let's just put it in. Hey, it's got right. D. Go in and just put it in. Hey, it's got Jim Burke, who's a Minnesota producer, let's put it in. It's, it's that plus a thousand other things that go along making a decision on what particular film we're going to showcase, what studios are allowing us to showcase, uh, what time slots, what days. Right. Um, and again, what's going to get the buzz for the festival um, for other films? This is one of 120 films films that we show it and. Um, we showed the favorite, right? Which yes. was up for best picture. Right. We showed If Beale Street Could Talk. Right. We showed. Now, The Green Book got the most notoriety just because it was our opening night film because I couldn't get If Beale Street Could Talk to be the opening night film because right. I couldn't get. Not that I didn't want Green Book, I, I, I any of these Oscar nominated films that we end up showing, I want them to have the highest profile because it gives the festival, which essentially is an independent film festival, right? So we're ideally bringing in the media, which brings in the crowds, which brings in more people to see some of the independent films. And we use these bigger films as tentpole tentpole films to drive that overall media attention to the festival.
0: And I think it's great that you do bring those kind of things in and not only do you show the film, you do do a question and answer and you give us a chance to get access to it and if not cast members or producers or directors or writers if not that people who are within the industry are part of that conversation as well and that's why I felt comfortable in my decision on how I felt about Green Book I do want films like this to be continue to be made and I appreciated the fact that I got to see it and to see it in the setting that I saw it in yeah. Because that colored a lot of my feelings on the film was the way that I saw that it made other people respond to things.
1: Correct. And it's the discourse afterwards right. as well, too. So mm-hmm. any if you go and watch the if you watch Green Book in a theater, ideally in a the theater, um, and you it was like a nine PM screening on a Wednesday, you saw it with maybe ten other people. Right. Wednesday nine PM screening that's a different perspective on a film depending on how you're walking into it with preconceived notions on what you think you're going to think of it than to walk into a 6 p.m. uh, crowded house with a filmmaker there and then actually having that discourse with a filmmaker and having the opportunity to ask some of these directed questions. um, That's a different vibe and actually gets you a different, um, not even respect because you still may hate the film afterwards, but respect in the fact that, that the film maker did what they thought was appropriate right right now again could it be misguided sure there's plenty of films that we show that we even say hey i don't know if we agree with this but based on these things they check off so many boxes to qualify to be shown at our festival right we're going to show it we're going to actually have a discourse afterwards because that's what we need nowadays is a civil discourse so right I'm very proud of the fact that we showed Green Book. Yes. Very proud of the fact that we had as opening that film. Very proud of the fact that it won, it l- it won the best um, audience award at our festival, and that's yes. just voting. So that's nothing that the Twin Cities Film Fest is. That's the audience members. Now again, our festival showed this in um, late October, right or right. mid mid-October, October, October sixteenth. Anything after that was done, we have no control over. Anything that was found out after the film or the the hate, quote unquote, hate that it got after, it it doesn't matter. They already showed it at our festival and there was a reasoning we showed it. What I think is interesting
0: about it. it as someone who got to see it a little earlier is that I still don't hate the film. I found it problematic. Well, Harshal
1: Ali winning, you know, the the first African American to win two Best Supporting Actors in right. the last, you know, in three years. Um, it's the first. I mean, and he's Viggo a great actor. And Viggo Mortensen, who was in right. it
0: as well, I thought. That I thought the performances of the entire cast was appropriate for what they were given to do. And you know, so do I think we could have done more? Yeah, we had these conversations when I first saw the. Can film. Can always do more, right? And so, can the film do better? Yes. Do I think that the story needed to be told? Yes. Could I understand, especially since I was in the room and got to talk to right. the people who produced it and the directors, there are things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you a pass because you're attempting to tell a different person's story. I don't think that's the... S- I wanted to see another story as well, and hopefully somebody makes that. Well, I think so
1: this is where like people are like, well, Black Klansmen should have won. Now, in my opinion, Spike Lee um, is one of our premier directors period just period. right that being said i didn't i didn't love black klansman
0: i get that i, l- I, liked, I
1: liked it i now, liked. i can it. go argue back and forth to be like i think if beale street could talk with barry jenkins could have easily swapped places with black Klansmen for best I, picture but I, but I but that. i'm not going to make that i can't i've seen both of the films Oscars could have easily put a ninth film in there and be. I mean, I have a heart soft spot for Beale Street because I think it's the probably literally the best film of the year. Can I tell
0: you my thing about now that I've seen Beale Street? Yeah, have you Street. seen it? I haven't. Now I haven't th- talked to you since. Here's you've seen my it. thing about Beale Street: is that I would understand why it would have been more of a black picture. I mean, a best picture contender than Black's Klansmen because I feel like it is more. I felt it had the tone and tenor of what a historic best picture type film would be. Like, when you're watching the cinematography of that and Aroma, and I want to talk about the controversy about Roma and those kind of products projects as well, Beale Street, you could tell that they worried about how do the colors look? Where do we place the cameras? How do we tell this story? How do I work with silence? How do I work? There was a lot of that going on, um, which... Made me go, I understand the craftsmanship behind this type of film that was made on like a two hundred fifty dollar budget, yep. you know, in comparison to what we have on, you know, when you're in the machine of what happens with Black Panther, sure. even, and even like what the you could do with a Black Klansman versus what they did with If Beale Street Could. Or talk. Roma.
1: Or right? Roma. Like, like, again, the whole streaming thing because Netflix never divulges exactly how many streams or how much money they actually make or how many m- how much money they actually put into these movies. Roma didn't look like it was done on a two hundred fifty dollar budget. No, it did not. Know?
0: No, that looked. Um, Let's pivot to that conversation. For anybody that's listening to Be Our Geek right now, the other thing that's going on about we are, you know, Jayden and I are doing our Oscars recap. Um, So I was uh, reading last night about um, uh, Steven Spielberg, and he is being very outspoken about the fact that he thinks that films like Roma should not be in the same category of other films that have uh, theatrical releases. And here's what I wanted to ask you, Jayden, because there might be something about the – Interworkings of that industry that put more validity to what Steven Spielberg is saying than what I could tell from the variety of articles I was reading last night. Because my initial response from him saying, Well, no, it's not the same if it's streaming, part of me wants to say a movie is a movie is a movie. Um, and I kind of feel like he's doing that, A, get off my lawn. But is there something about the way, because Netflix did the bare minimum to make it self-qualified. Didn't you do like a mini release of it out in the theaters? Yeah, it did like
1: a two-week release. Or
0: yeah. Something. So is there something that in that scenario handicaps the other films that elect to not be... Primarily streaming films. Like, is there something that I have to do differently as someone who is releasing it to the theaters? Are there certain caveats that I make so that I can get enough screens so I can do all? Does it put more of a burden on me than just trying to an and to directly be able to distribute it through a particular streaming service?
1: Uh, you know, I could flip a coin. Okay, um, it's it's. So I understand what uh, uh, what the big hoopla's about with Spielberg saying. You know they they don't qualify because they only had a on demand release and the the traditional ways through theater. But I go back the other way and I go look at my independent filmmakers that showcase films at our festival or any any festival that I visit. It's a lot, and we were actually talking about you know writing books. Now you can be a self published Published, author on Amazon. Does that make you less of an author? Does that mean the story shouldn't be told? I think the opposite. I think the more platforms the more opportunities to get these stories told. Now, it does get diluted in the world of like, w- now again, we'll talk about our Netflix binge shows <laughs> or Hulu binge right. shows, w- you know, a little bit later. But I might find a gem in there that I might recommend to you because Netflix says you have 97%, you know, likelihood that you'll like this movie based right. on this movie. Um, we have Rotten Tomatoes that tell you, you know, you should you or should you not go watch any movie in theater? So why why can't we... Play in both realms. Um, as a, uh, I'm not a traditionalist. I think we should just we should just work for the art. Whatever the artist okay. uh, needs, let let's give the artist what they need. And if the artist needs a distribution platform, now again, Netflix aside, Hulu aside, Amazon aside, these are these are distribution companies. You guys, these right. are not. They're bigger than your, you know, A24s. They're bigger than your Paramount or Fox Searchlight. They have more money than any. So you can't call these, you know, they're not independent by any means. they are big giant studios that are producing these things. And they've chosen a platform to say, again, if Disney, just let's go back to Disney. Right. Disney says we're going to make the next three Star Wars Available yes. just on Star on, on our on Disney on Plus on our Disney Plus. Yes. I, okay. Would you not watch? Like, would would they not qualify for some of these things? Or would you not end up buying a Disney Plus if you're a Star Wars fan just to see it? Does that make the film less? It still has the same director, right. same right. actor, same same script writers, everything. The platform is now different because the times are changing. Right. You can't. Be that old man on the lawn and get off my lawn, kid. <laughs> right. um, Some people's I, home theaters are amazing. But, but I, I like understand, so. um, you know, you tend to project when you're scared. Right. Right. You tend to be uh, completely against, 100% against something if you're scared that it's going to take over what you're doing. Right. But it shouldn't be that way. And that's a generational thing. Right. Um, you know, with uh, Corona. Um, He's not much younger than Spielberg. I mean, I I don't know, about a decade or so. Mm -hmm. Um, Him seeing the benefit of telling his story through an online platform that gets him millions and millions and millions and millions of eyes on the prize. Right. He's already gotten paid. He's not bookended at the other end of like, hey, if it it hits X amount of streaming views, I get an extra bump on my paycheck. No, he's just going to get a flat fee. An appropriate one. <laughs> oh, yeah, Because yes. it's Corona. He's not hurt. No, he's not, nobody's <laughs> he's hurting, learning. especially in the Netflix or Amazon world. Um, good on him. Right. Good on him to take that opportunity to say, I would have this, uh, you know, he's been thinking about this particular project for decades.
0: Well, your track record of picking uh, excellent films for the Twin Cities Film Fest has uh, continued, and I'm sure that we uh, will see it again when we come up in yeah, 2019. Yeah, Ten-year anniversary.
1: I already have some studios saying, "Hey, congratulations! Um, we have these films coming up in the fall, and you can't just make a decision based on that. You have to see how it does, and right? You know, it can in Toronto and all these other festivals.
0: How? And and one final thing before <laughs> we go to our first break today: uh, How did you end up doing in your uh, film fantasy league that you were doing um how did that I work out just I to sh- recap we haven't talked about that for yeah, a couple of episodes so
1: i um
0: just remind everybody what that is again your fantasy what is it called your fantasy film league yeah. what do you call
1: it? essentially that's what it is <laughs> instead of fantasy football i, I pretend that on <laughs> movies um right now we're about halfway through the season and i am number two out of four okay which is not that bad but a couple of my films did not do so well, um, just in the box office. Again, mm. you you play by, play by ear. Um, I also did one for the Oscars. Uh huh. How did that uh, go? I was in the middle of the pack because mm. I I went too much. I should have gone with my gut as opposed to what. You thought um, other people would yeah. What, well, Yeah, so. That's uh, hard. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm the executive director of Home Festival <laughs> doesn't mean I'm good at this kind of stuff. I just
0: You're, <laughs> you don't have a magic, you I don't, don't have a, a magic don't. eight ball, you don't have a crystal ball, any of that stuff. Nope. All right. Well, we are going to go to break, and when we get back, we are going to talk about some things that we know are coming to Hulu, including something that includes one of your... Our advisory board members. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that when we return on Be Our Geek. Welcome back to be our geek, where everyone is a geek about something. I'm Miss Shannon. James Satia is here as we broadcast for the Twin Cities Film Fest Studios. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to our uh, Oscars recap that we were doing at the beginning of the show and now we're going to move into a new segment of the show because we both did have a little bit of time, especially since this winter has been so brutal. Uh, I think we've both been binging a little more than we used to and I think part of it, because we were having this discussion um, about what are we watching on streaming services right now, and that that bench was a lot more shallow for each of us than I anticipated, and I think that's interesting because you and I both seem to watch a lot of movies. What? I watch things all the time. Right, but it seemed like we don't watch a lot of in-home series no. of films, I, you know, I mean, of, of shows. We don't watch those. I only have a, a
1: couple that, um, well, obviously with the Game of Thrones, I'm yes. waiting on the, the new season, the last season to hit in mm-hmm. April, May, something like yes. that. Yes. Um, but, you know, there's like two or three that I really like on a regular basis once they're released. I used to watch, used to. I, have, I didn't do it. Well, I did it last year, too, because just to, why not? I did the House of Cards. <laughs> Even after and Kevin I fell Spacey. off of that. I fell yeah. off of it. Was um, it worth
0: it? Did you like the transition with Robin Wright? Yeah. It was okay, so it's still okay? Robin Wright's
1: great. So, yeah, anyways. Um,
0: there's, the yeah, most no, recent right thing though. that I binged, um, and I here's what I noticed about my binging, although in film land, I live... I'm all in on geek movies. I'll go even go see DC movies that I know I'm probably going to dislike and I'll still go see it or I'll still go see Elite Battle Angel even though it got eh, reviews. You know, I saw I still saw Mortal Engines even though it got you know, it's easy to get me to go and see one of those kind of films. It's difficult for me to sit down and spend the time to dive deep into a love of, a lot of these shows that I know pre child shannon would have watched before i had my kid i would have been i would have watched every show that's out there i'd have been knee deep in gotham i would know everything about um cloak and dagger all of these things and so i a lot of these shows you know i would know everything about the arrow universe and been watching all of that and legends of of tomorrow i all of these things are worthy things that i started watching and then fell off of um, and so the last thing that I watched on Netflix is I did binge all of Russian Doll, which I tell everybody they should watch. I thought that was fantastic. Okay, and then I watch a lot of goofy, weird um, documentaries, like interesting. But you're like, why are you watching that docu series? So I watch things unlike the history of the Bible, where sure. basically this. Ar- this British archaeologist picked apart the Bible, so that was fascinating. Or, you know, Morgan Freeman did a series on finding God, you know, kind of thing. It's him. It's you know, <laughs> and it's so interesting. Look in the mirror, Morgan because Freeman. it is when you watch Morgan Freeman do this show. Like I, I watched it in spite of the fact that now we're kind of learning that maybe Morgan Freeman might be a little problematic, but the show is still interesting, and so I do find myself watching those. Even if there is something that is in the geekly realm that I think I would enjoy, it's not what I binge. So, first let's talk about one of the things that I sent you this article, and I was very excited to see this. And so, coming up on Hulu, we're going to have they're gonna revisit Howard the Duck. So I found this is the theme song from the 1986
2: wow.
0: very polarizing wow. film. That's our friend Leah Thompson. Singing the theme. Here she goes with her groove. Leah's hair is so big in this home. <laughs> I love this film. My mom should not have let me watch Okay, we can stop, because it's going (laughs) to give you earworms. Uh, And they're not good earworms. uh, So that's from the 1986. Nobody's
1: going to know what the hell you're doing. No,
0: (laughs) that that is when you're singing that in your grocery store. Howard. No, you don't want to sing. So that's from the 1986 uh, Howard the Duck film that had Leah Thompson in it. It had, like, I went back and rewatched part of it, because I don't know if I have the energy. That was one of those things that, because it was on cable at the time, I watched it. I, I'm sure I've seen that 50 times, because it was on all the time. Uh,
1: likewise, right? I mean, yeah. I've seen it enough to know, I would say, almost every episode. Right, but so like, you can watch that. Leah
0: Thompson, th- Jeffrey Jones, Tim Robbins were on it. I, I don't, don't think I need to watch it again. I don't need again. to watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's but like it big town, town, big town and little china whatever that one yeah, was that yeah. that was a movie um, i know i saw 50 times i don't
1: it, i don't need to go it. back and let I me mean, like say by the bell like i don't need to go back and right re-watch. i just know jack existed and
0: right and people either have found a cult favorite in howard the duck because it is bananas or they hate it hate it hate it which is fair it's not a it good is, it's movie. Polarizing, it's not a good movie it's Everything, the minute you think it can't get any more ridiculous, it gets more ridiculous. The The duck is lecherous. It's before <laughs> women oh had God. agency. So Leah Thompson, who we love as a person, Hot mess, yep. hot mess. In this whole thing, this whole film is <laughs> una- inappropriate, and then it's gross because Jeffrey. So, you know. so
1: why is your revival?
0: Well, see, here's the Hulu's thing. and, so, and actually, it's going to be completely different. So they are going to take this series now, and they are actually going to make an animated series now, and the animated series is going to be along with the, uh, a number of other projects that are coming to mar- uh, Marvel comic book projects that are coming to Hulu. So a Marvel. So this is, is a Marvel yes project. Yes. Which so again they are going to do it.
1: it legitimacy just just like that
0: right and so they're gonna actually be more um true to the comic books it sounds like they've gotten the right collection of directors and writers and people that are involved in all of these and they're doing um the howard the duck they're gonna do um, a number of different series uh including let's see i have that list so they're gonna do um uh tiger and dazzler Hitmonkey, and then MODOK, and they're doing this. And so they're going to bring all of these different um, things. They're going to do a series of original shows, and then they're going to culminate, and they're going to have a team-up special, and it's going to be called Marvel's The Offenders. And that is perfect, especially now that we know that we will not have The Defenders, because Netflix dropped all of those. So now we'll get to do this. So now this Howard the Duck, but this will be on Hulu. So this is going to be on Hulu. and Hulu's it's a got and it's some
1: a really good originals, by And the
0: way. it's going to be an animated series, so they can go wherever they need to go with it. And at the first person that they heard that they had brought on board was Kevin Smith, who I love Kevin yes, Smith. likewise. And I know that he is Did a you big fan. Should get Kevin fan. Smith to the festival. We should. Okay. And I know he is a big fan of the genre. Yeah. But I know a lot of people, they go, eh, all he had was clerks. And then the rest of his movies are too out there and we don't get it. And, you know, what was that Walrus thing he made or Otter movie or what? Like, uh, like people turn on Kevin one Smith. With Justin Long? Yes. And so, you know, other than Clerks and then his short lived Clerks, the animated series thing, people are kind of like, I don't know. And then, um, so when they found out that Kevin Smith was going to do it, a lot of us got excited and some people were like, oh, he's going to ruin it. Um, but the other thing that's great about it is. He does seem so excited about this project, and I think that's fantastic, but they're not leaving him like out on his own you know about the this stuff, but it sounds like it's going to be adult ish it's supposed to be again very humor based it sounds like he's going all in on bringing all of their if you were a fan of the Howard the Duck comic books, he is definitely trying to bring in all all of those aspects into it and I think that'll be you know super and so I am on board with what he is doing
1: So you sent me that article Yes I think I was in I was in Mexico maybe Yes yeah. you were So mm-hmm. you sent it to me um, oh,
0: here's the other thing that you'll like about it is yeah. that he is working on Howard the Duck along with um, Dave Willis and Dave Willis. If you remember who he is, he actually worked on Aquatine Hunger Force, which is amazing. So it's not like they're not bringing in pedigree to do this. I mean, if he can make Aquatine Hunger Force, uh, you know, awesome.
1: Oh, I'm wondering having if, Willis these uh, if he can bring back some of the other, uh, you know, Tim Robbins or some of the older. Well,
0: it sounds like he put some feelers out, Kay. and so I know that he had put some feelers out according to his instagram page to leah thompson and that is why i sent you this message because i wanted to know what she thought about it because all that she told all that kevin smith said was he said and he said i can't spoil where we're going but i can tell you this i already asked movie howard heroine leah thompson to lend her her vocal quack foo, and she did not say no that's all he said she (laughs) did not say no
1: so i'm gonna i'm gonna drop a little bit more uh I guess, uh fire to the flame.
0: Okay. So, and so remember, this is remind everybody why you even know Leah Thompson.
1: So, Leah Thompson is, Leah's a, a, a Minnesota native, um, was born here, grew up here with her uh, sisters, moved out to L.A., I think. Uh, we brought her, the Twin Cities Film Fest brought her here for a Lifetime Achievement Award a few years ago. And then the year after that or two years after that, we actually premiered for the opening night film of our festival uh, a couple years ago, um, uh, The Year of Spectacular Men, which she directed with her her daughter, Madeline, who wrote it, and then Zoe Deutsch, her other daughter, who was starring in it. So it's a family affair. We brought them all here for the opening night celebrations, and she's just become a really good friend of the festival and, and, and a good friend of mine as well, so... When you sent me that uh, <laughs> Howard the Duck story, the Duck story uh, I think you and I briefly went back on text, to saying, "I wonder what Leah Le- thinks." Right, about this. and again, I don't want to be presumptuous and just text Leah. Like, like let's there's per let's just see what she thinks. Right, yes. so I messaged her. Okay, and I said, "Hey, Leah," uh, and she knows we have a uh, we have a podcast. Okay, so I said, "Hey, on my podcast, we're gonna." Briefly discuss Howard the Duck's revival. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts? And I did a little, <laughs> and I did a little winky eye emoji. <laughs> and she emailed right away. Yes. And this is Leah Thompson's words. Okay. So, quote. I'm ready. Quote. So excited about the new animated series on Hulu. I was working alongside Kevin Smith as we were both directing the Goldbergs. Okay. Episodes back to back. He didn't mention it, but we talked after it. Was announced. Okay, and we were both excited at the prospect of me working on it at some capacity. Oh,
0: fun! Okay, so so that's enough, and I will be fine with that. If she, there's nothing that says that she needs to come back and voice her character all the way. I'm sure they're going to put in a different thing, and th- and love Leah. This was not her finest moment. No. You know, it was no. like, she was fine in it, but the movie's a hot mess. Uh, so I'm sure she's not yeah. going, you so know I think what? She's excited.
1: In she's not living
0: off that Howard the Duck money.
1: No, and she's, <laughs> so. she's now directing more episodics. Yes. And so she's busy. Right. right. So it's not like she needs Howard the Duck revival. But to if come she by. popped in, that'd be fun. But I think she would also enjoy it knowing that that was, you know, when you think of Leah Thompson, you think of. Back to the Future, and you think of Howard the Duck and Caroline in the City. Yes. And so um, I, I, so Howard the Duck is in the mix right. of like when people think about Leah Thompson, it's part of her
0: history. Because even if you don't love the movie, and I love it in a very particular way, like I love certain terrible things. There are certain (laughs) terrible things that I know this is terrible. I will add this, the Star Wars Holiday Special. There are things that I love that are fantastic, like the Princess Bride, Howard the Duck, and the Star Wars Holiday Special. I love because they're terrible. Yeah, And they're terrible in a way that I find so amazingly charming that I love them. I I chew up Howard the Duck. like I was so excited about this. Um, And so... I'm glad that she looks at it back in her history, and she goes, "Yeah, this was this fun romp, and it's this quirky thing I did."
1: I mean, some major, some bigger actors don't want to think about a few projects that they've done in the past, right? And that's fine. As they're, you know, they choose to elect to spotlight a few things and not think about the other ones existed. But I think as a true artist, you would think that everything, every single thing you do, are making you a better actor, yes, better at what you're doing, and. You're sometimes taking on projects that you may or may not be proud of at the moment or even in the future. I mean, that doesn't matter. In the moment, it gets you a job. It gets you to showcase your talent. It gets you ideally to your next thing. And for me, I think about anything I've done in the past, whether it be, um, you know, I used to do marketing on the side of the road. I used to do... Uh, promotional gigs where I used to travel the country <laughs> in a fifteen foot box truck. <laughs> um, I did corporate America.
0: All of those things. Oh got my gosh, me to I'm a comedian. I've been in the middle of nowhere talking yeah. to three people in a casino you've never heard of. So,
1: but, but I think that's what makes us us now who we are. And I, again, would I relive it? Of course. Otherwise, I wouldn't be who I am
0: right, right. now. Right. So.
1: And, Good for her to say, you know what, let's just see what we can do.
0: I also love the charm of being able to tell the story that now we know this amazing director that does this really charming work, and we're like, but she was also the Howard the Duck lady. And that's, I like that story to show the breadth of what you do in a lifetime. I agree. I 100% agree with you. Because, I mean, I, you know, what would make me want to have her sign something is, when I was a kid, I saw you in Howard the Duck. Like, <laughs> you should go and talk to my mom. My mom shouldn't have let me watch Howard yeah. the Duck. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> my mom should have changed the channel. You know, but because there's everything wrong with it. He's a lech, um, yeah. and probably why I have bad relationships. Well, let's just I'm see
1: like, what they new I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Kevin Smith can do with this.
0: Well, I'm excited to see those as well, and that was enough to make me continue my Hulu. I had put Hulu on pause. Remember, okay. I think I talked yeah, to you yeah. about that um, because so I had many Hulu, options, though, I had yeah. Hulu for a very particular reason, um, and I. You know, for yep. a very particular right. reason and then so I stopped it that particular reason had expired i was actually watching back to geek things i was watching dirk gently's holistic detective agency okay um and so i, I don't got that i think i know that. you know i was a big fan of those douglas Adam books got it um so i was you know and it's, uh, they did two seri- they did two seasons um i watched that show i thought i would watch other things on hulu um, some of the other things that I thought were going to be on Hulu were not on Hulu. Got and it. so for me, I'm like so many other people out there, and I think that we are going to continue to have this come up as things continue to spin off into more segregated streaming services. As we continue to have CBS All Access, yep. we continue to have Disney, uh, Disney Plus, we continue to have um,
1: HBO, HBO, DC Showtime. This, Showtime. Yep. There are
0: so many things that it does kind of get to the point that you are back to what am i actively going to watch and so there are some shows out there that i think i really should watch that i have not and so i'm curious to see what you think and i thought that this was a good way for us to uh, reignite a challenge that you and i had had as friends where we said okay so do you want to tell everybody what your suggestion was or, or you can, go ahead. Okay, you can no, go ahead okay no so this is I what mean, you brought up it was it is was, it, very cool we so finessed it since. yeah so you said you came with this idea we should do a segment on what I should be streaming. Yep. So we'll each will make a suggestion. Pass you and I password. have, we pass passed the password cause we have some competing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> streaming services. So I can make a suggestion to you. I will give you my password Yep. and then you can watch that show. Yep. And then and you we'll will do the same uh, for me. There's
1: minimum episodes that right. you have to watch. Mm-hmm. Like you can give up on the first episode. Like right. there's, there's
0: minimums and you have a week. You have a week and then we're changing our passwords. Right. <laughs> so, essentially, and that's a good way to hem us in because if we don't have a deadline, we're both busy parents, correct. we won't do it if yep. we have it too dark.
1: And it actually helps for me, again, the, I go back to the film festival model, and festivals are more important now than ever because there's so much content out there, especially in the independent world, um, that we're curating it for you. We're right. essentially saying, this has passed the muster on all these things for a story and production value. And uh, it will be engaging. We're not telling you how to feel about it, you know, good right. or bad, but you will have a, f- you will have feelings afterwards, <laughs> right? um, which is a good thing. Um, and you should give this a try, right? That being said, I like it when it comes curated to me, yes. especially from a, cura- from a, from a person and or an entity and or a individual or even a Netflix recommendation <laughs> algorithm That comes to my liking of things. Okay, but I'm I'm very open to exploring things that has nothing to do with with what I've watched in the past.
0: All right, so now here's the part that we didn't talk all the way through ahead of time. So we have to go. What streaming services do we have, and what do we not? Sure. Do you have? CBS All Access. I do not. Okay. Then th- I'm going to start with that one. Okay. Because I will give you my CBS All Access password. Okay. But then you need to watch Star Trek Discovery.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Star okay. Trek Discovery
0: is a very worthy show. Uh, it's worth uh, watching, especially as we move into what we're doing with this new season. Okay. Um, and how many seasons has already been? We're in two. We're in okay, two, two. got it, got it. Yeah, so um, you know, it's not like Game of Thrones where you have years and years to watch. Um, and I'm even going to let you pop through it. Like you can watch it because it's. Sure, I mean sure, some sure. of these episodes are kind of long. Like the first one was like two hours long. Okay, but I think That's it okay. looks amazing. Let's it up. I think it looks amazing. The um, lead
1: actress in it um, uh, starts with an S. Her first name.
0: I know who name. you mean, and I saw her when she was at New York Comic Con, and I will forget her name yeah. right now. So um, that is what I think that we should watch instead. I have Alex. access to her. Mm.
1: Um, if we ever want, um, yes, her to join, yes. any kind of,
0: because I saw her panel and she was amazing. Uh, she was on a panel with Michelle Yeoh. Oh, nice. Yeah, and was fantastic and really was what made me want to start watching the show. Because I I had not watched it, yes, because I did not want to get another streaming service. If your lead actor is a dick, you don't want to watch the show. Right, you're like, yeah, I'm (laughs) like, I don't like you. (laughs) I don't like you, and I'm sorry that they let you talk at the panel because now I'm not going to spend an extra $10 a month. All right, (laughs) I'm excited about... uh,
2: Discovery yeah, I now. think you'll love okay, it. Cool.
0: You'll love it. There's a couple of quirky parts. I don't necessarily love the way that they um, portray the Klingons, but okay. I get what they're doing. Okay. So I'm okay with it. Okay. And it gets a little weird timey-wimey for even as a doctor who fan that, but I think you'll really like this show. All right. So your um,
1: turn. Do you, I'm going to say, and then you probably have this. You'll have Netflix, I'm assuming. I have Netflix. So have you watched the show Narcos? No. So I want you to watch Narcos Mexico. Okay. The newest season. Why? It has nothing to do with the other two seasons that exist, other three seasons. And that so has
0: one of the gentlemen from Ant Man and the Wasp in it, right? I feel Diego like he was Luna. in it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. so, okay. He's such a great actor. Okay. Uh, it's probably one
1: of my favorite um actors. Um So, Narcos is about the narcotics Mm -hmm. industry, and the first three seasons were Colombian narcotics, so cocaine and Pablo Escobar, and so this is a narrative, this is based on true stories, or based on true characters, but again... um, Amplified a little based on what we know, and then filled in the gaps with acting and um, scripts. Is
0: this one of those heavy shows? Like the reason I stopped watching Breaking Bad. Is it going it's to make me sad?
1: It it is. It's mm. real life. It is. Uh, again, it's the narcotics world. So there's a lot of drugs and violence. So if you and but I just want you to again, the acting is phenomenal. I don't I don't know if you'll watch the whole. Ten. They're each one hour long episodes. There's ten of them, and the Mexico one is more about it's about marijuana. Okay. And it's about the the first ever Mexican drug drug cartel. Okay. That Diego's Diego Luna's character starts. All right. Basically, he goes from all these compartmentalized ways that these drug traffickers are making money to a central. He he's the one who puts it all together and makes all these. Uh, compartmentalized regions work together as one okay. to create this big giant cartel okay so, so we have but it's two homework the assignments it's a business behind
0: it okay so we have two homework assignments we have something that I've watched something that you watched and we're going to trade and then I have a homework assignment for both of us because I feel like we're, we're missing something so let's start with okay because we, we already are going to both have to do Hulu again because we have all of these yes. Marvel shows here's another show that I think that we should watch I think we should watch The Umbrella Academy. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Okay, yes. all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 All right. Uh-huh. I feel like that should be a show that when, like when you talk about okay, what we do a geek. Is that on that's game. on Netflix.
1: Great. Okay. So that'll
0: make it easier because I feel like there's something about that show and the buzz that it's getting. So, it got picked up for season 2, I think. Right. And you know, and the stories that are happening about that show, us as geeks should be watching that okay. show, Dope. I think. All right. So I think we start with that. I think this is a recurring segment that we're going to have to like hold each other accountable for because so, so, there's some so things that we're like, there's no reason we're not watching. Let's them, put
1: minimums on right now, right? So knowing how much, how busy we are and all that, knowing that we do watch content for to get away from our yep. daily, da- daily, but that's something we enjoy. Okay. Minimum of for next week, two episodes.
0: Yes. Let's do this. Oh, two episodes of each or okay. Two, how about this? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Let's do, we'll do, oh, there's so many of all these things. Let's do, in a week, one Star Trek Discovery. Yep. One Narcos, Narcos Mexico, and then we each will see how far we get into Umbrella Academy because maybe it. one of these things will take off and we'll just go down a rabbit hole and go. I watched all of them like uh, we did on I, Stranger Things. I, I
1: think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. If it happens. So if we start
0: each of those and we go, I just couldn't turn it off and now I'm exhausted and haven't slept for two days. That's a good thing. Let's do it. Okay. Done. All right. So we'll do that. And so if anybody out there who's listening to the show has any suggestions on what we should be watching or they
1: want to watch it with us,
0: yes, please let us know. We are very easy to find. You could find us on Facebook. And Twitter, we are Be Our Geek. You can also email us at Be Our Geek at gmail.com. We'll do that, and you can always get a hold of us if you just want to go find Jayton at Twin Cities dot org. There are some very exciting things that are coming up very soon, and we will see some of you at the Twin Cities Actors Expo, which is later this month. So make sure you get some information about that as well. Am I missing anything, Jayton? You're good. All right, we have homework assignments, let's everyone. Binge. So let's watch it all together. And we appreciate you joining us for this episode, and hopefully, we'll see you next time on Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something.
2: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you...